I am so excited for a special podcast today. We have Stacy Neal with us and we have Jessica Tima. Welcome, ladies. Hi, good hey. morning. Yeah, so we are really excited. Uh, the three of us, we kind of are collaborating in the industry and all just very passionate about real estate, came together um, because we're hosting a class later this month and we thought, let's just podcast. So I want to kind of introduce you both and let our um, listeners and our viewers kind of get to know you. So let's start with you, Stacey. Just give us sure. a little bit of your backstory and who you are, what you do. Okay. So, I, so I'm so i Stacey Neal. I am a senior mortgage advisor and branch manager at Wallach & Volk Mortgage. I am an Arizona native and have lived here my whole life, went to Mesa High, went to Arizona State University. I grew up in nonprofit housing development, so I have been in housing basically my entire life. From the time I was 16 years old, helping first-time homebuyers with credit counseling and first-time homeownership programs, and then the market crashed, and we had to get really creative with fundraising, and I was a grant writer too, and all the money dried up. So I kind of was like, okay, what's next? And I got recruited into lending um, about 10 years ago, on September 4th and got licensed and I've never looked back. And I love it so much because I still get to help first-time home buyers, help buyers with the biggest investment of their life. And, you know, it makes me feel good. So, yeah, it's a little bit about me. Oh, oh and so I'm married cool. and I've got two kids and I live in Queen Creek. It's <laughs> <laughs> my personal side. Oh, we had to add that. Yeah. <laughs> I had to add that. Sorry. Oh, so I had no idea you were an Arizona native. Yeah. That's really cool. Yes. And very rare, I'm finding, right? We are rare, yes. yes. Yeah. Very cool. And we both went to Mesa High. That's crazy. Oh, wow. I know, right? I bet I graduated way before you. Doubtful. 97. 99. Ooh, I have you both beat. 96. We were there at the same time. Look at close. Yeah. That is so crazy. Yeah. Oh my That's goodness. Nuts. I didn't know. I that. loved it. Well, thanks for sharing and of thanks course. for being here. Of course. My pleasure. Yeah. And how about you, Jessica? I am Jessica Hoyt. I am business development with Tima Title, and I have been in and out of the real estate industry for a while. Um, just kind of always circle back. I I love it. I love people more. I love helping people. So it's not necessarily the real estate portion of it. I just love helping people. Buying a home is such a big deal and just seeing the smiles on their face and helping other people succeed is so big to me. So kind of fits my business development background. Um, I will say I also am a native. Um, fourth generation, to wow. be exact. I know. So that's kind of crazy. I think she just one up to you. <laughs> she one up to you. time. I did. I'm definitely first generation. I'm a little older than you by a couple of years. But Aww. yeah, so it's really kind of interesting when people say it's rare because I know so many um, natives and generational. Um, so yeah, I grew up in a very small town, Globe, Arizona. Oh, I said that loud in public. Um, oh, one of our Zudelio team members is from Miami Globe, Arizona. Oh, yeah. yeah so I know, so it's super cool. We are probably rivals. <laughs> no, Globe Miami's always got a rival. Um, so I grew up there, went to college at ASU. I've only lived out of the state for about a year. Um, I have one 15-year-old son, and he goes to school in Gilbert and loves it, and he's a competitive gymnast, kind of my world. So outside of work, it's him. So it's kind of my life and just kind of where I've fallen. And I never thought I would do sales until I had so many people go, why aren't you doing business development? Like, because I'm not salesy, but it really is just relationship based. And so I kind of learned to embrace that about me. I love building relationships and helping people, which is sales. 
Yeah, I love it. So obviously we've all been united with the same passion and that's a passion for the real estate industry. And I know that we all have such a great perspective on kind of what's happening in real estate. So I just thought this would be a really impactful podcast for our listeners. Our listeners are mainly real estate agents. And so I know that there's just a lot of wisdom that we can impart, especially in these changing times. So I kind of wanted to start off today's podcast with kind of status of the real estate industry. Like, where are we? Where are things sitting? And, and I would love to, you know, they, my listeners, they hear our thoughts like every single week. So I would love to hear your thoughts on where we're at in the market. You go first. Okay. Well, I personally, (laughs) yeah, I love like watching the real estate market and it is volatile, just like the stock market is. It's never going to be the same. You can't predict a day. I feel like right now, what is scary to most is really not to me. It's the unknown. We don't really have a prediction of where it's going yet. Everybody's like, oh, it's going to this. Oh, no. Oh, this. (laughs) And so I kind of like a little bit of that unknown. Okay. Because it kind of makes everybody look inward. Mm -hmm. Okay, regardless of what direction it goes, what are you gonna do to stand out? What are you gonna do to continue to be successful? Mm -hmm. Regardless, so this is kind of that sitting point, like the crossing roads. It could continue to to keep going up, it could stabilize, or it could go down. I don't see it going down, I see it just stabilizing. I just see us in a stable market. You know, it's just kind of sitting here, everything's correcting itself, that's kind of my interpretation of it. And those that, without sounding too, I I guess I'm just really blunt. Those that don't want to work hard are going to fall out Mm -hmm. real fast because it's just been handed to them for so long, meaning like in this last boom, if you will, um, they've not had to work hard. So 10 years ago, prior to the last fallout, you had to work your tail off. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what we're coming back to, Mm -hmm. you know, that grit of the business. So I love it. That's where I'm at. Like, I love working hard for my money, and I think it's just how it's brought up. It feels earned, not handed. Hmm. Interesting. So, okay, yeah. Perception. Mm-hmm. I'll just kind of piggyback on that. I feel like it's definitely the grind. So I feel like as a manager managing loan officers and even helping real estate agents grow their business, it's like, here we go, back to the basics. We're going back to you have to build relationships. We're going back to you making phone calls and door knocking and open houses and all the things that we all fell in love with about this industry, guess what? We can't just list the house and hope it sells in the next 24 hours. You have to work for that sale and you have to work for that buyer. And I love seeing things more balanced, especially as a lender in the last two and a half years. It's been so hard to watch your buyers struggle getting an offer accepted. I mean, there was one time it was 40, 50 offers on a single house and the client's they're so discouraged right, and we didn't know right. what, to, what to tell yeah. them. Right. You had, and so now it's just kind of like, okay, now's your time. Now's your moment. Are rates higher? Yep. Guys, they are, but they're, they're, they're higher. Paying over asking out of their pocket right. and right. making repairs right. that they said were okay. And they just wanted to get in the home. So it's like, they're not coming out of pocket with more cash. Like they would have most likely. And just think of it this way. They were paying 50 to 100,000 over. I know. Just buy the rate down a little bit to get yourself into a more of a steady, you know, payment that you're Mm -hmm. expecting. I think the expectations are, I want my interest rate to be at 3%. And I just feel like that expectation as a, as my job is to educate and also allow them to adapt to the new norm Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. agent or client wise. That's what we're here for. Mm -hmm. 
Sure, sure. So I think it's interesting because like, let's talk about that kind of challenge that we're seeing and a lot of buyers are sitting on the fence. Mm-hmm. Um, I want from your perspective, right, being in your position, your managerial position and mm-hmm. kind of having that uh, higher perspective than most of us would. Uh, let's talk a little bit about how many buyers are being priced out versus the buyer that could still afford it is just maybe sitting back and waiting. Like, what are you seeing? And then you mentioned kind of a, a strategy buying down the rate. What are the strategies that you're actually seeing being implemented? Sure. So as far as buying the rate down, um, you know, you can buy the rate down thousands of dollars in, in cost. Um, and that would lower your payment. It could be $150, it could be $450, depending on the loan amount. So, you know, marry the house, date the rate. That's kind of the theme of the last couple of months because the rates are a little bit higher. Um, yeah, so that's that's the rate piece. Um, as, far, as far as buyers being priced out, I, I have not seen any buyers get priced out. I feel like there's an expectation mm. of what they should be able to afford based on previous years and interest mm-hmm. rates. Mm-hmm and maybe what they think their payment should be versus reality. And so then it just comes into, okay, instead of 600,000, you need to shop at 500,000 and here's why, because the rates are a little bit higher. Um, and I personally, they were more priced out in the last two years just because of having to bid over and having to have cash. Sure. Mm-hmm. That's my that's mm-hmm. my take on it. I'm seeing a lot more clients coming back in, pre-qualifying and getting back out there and having homes to choose from. Right. Yeah, I was gonna say, and they have, 10 options, oh, not yeah. just thinking, I only have this one and I have to do it in this And I don't like option. it, but yes. I'm going to bid because it's yes. the only one here now, in my price range. Yeah. 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 No, I, I'm, I'm with you. And there was a, a Zillow study done a few months ago about buyers and having buyer remorse. And one of the reasons they had massive buyer remorse was because they were waiving inspections, waiving appraisals. And so they were putting themselves in these positions that of course you're not going to be happy mm-hmm. when you end up with the house that like needs work and mm-hmm. you know you you really didn't make a good decision it was just go 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 so now there's product and inventory yep mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i like it i do too i love <laughs> that agents will go out and they'll call and they'll go we're going to probably put a contract in this weekend but then the buyer found nothing they loved and i'm like oh i love it like i really genuinely feel like for me personally, if I was walking in a home, I'm like, does this speak to your soul? Do you love everything and how it feels? Because if it doesn't, it's not your house. Don't force yourself to love it like they were all having to do before. Mm-hmm. Now you can really go in and, and feel all the things about it and and pick. Yeah, that uh, home is not a place. It's a feeling. Mm-hmm. It is a feeling. That's so true. Yeah. It is so true. It needs to be a bumper sticker. I feel yeah. like it's On a, all of our it cars. needs to be a plaque <laughs> in, a, in, a, in the kitchen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's like, so, <laughs> such a good closing gift idea. Yeah, oh, someone yeah. said, if you don't have a gather sign in your kitchen, like, I'm so confused. Where do I eat? Like, where do I go? Right? Yeah, where do I <laughs> it's go? It's like the live, laugh, love. Is where that like I... a permanent staple in it, everyone's home? It was in 2006. <laughs> sure. Let me tell you. Some people have not you, let go. You were not even a homeowner. Yeah. If you did so not. I have this. I am not in real estate. I'm going to say this out loud. I'm going to give this away to somebody that's listening. I said, if I was a real estate agent, I would be a sole estate finder. People are like, what? I'm like, yeah, I feel like it's your soul's estate. It is where its home is, whether it's short-term, long-term, however you want to. But I'm like, somebody should be a sole estate finder, real estate agent. That should be I like there. it. Have you Googled it? You want to talk closer. Oh, I have Googled it. I yeah. totally Is, and, is there and one out there? One. No. Okay. So right. somebody hashtag, should totally hashtag, hashtag soul estate, estate finder. finder. <laughs> I like it. And then every, every opening 
comes to me. <laughs> you have to redirect. 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 Just, I'll give about, it all to you. What about sellers in this market, though? Like, what? Like, as an agent, what do you? Right. I think we've kind of all hit on expectations, either expressly or you know, just kind of that expectations have been one way. And I think that sellers' expectations were definitely one way. And now that homes are sitting on the market and showings are kind of uh, few and far between, I think that sellers are starting to realize, whoa, I missed the top of the market. And they know that. They're, they're realizing that. And, you know, and now we're just having to be more realistic about what does a realistic marketing time frame look like. And it typically can be 90 to 120 days. And that's kind of a hard pill to swallow, especially when we've been so used mm-hmm. to home selling Speed. so quickly. Mm-hmm. Right? But that's like average. Like your home didn't go that fast even before. It was just true. You waited it out. Yeah. You know, you didn't ever list through the holidays because you didn't want to have to make sure your house was super clean the whole holiday season. Yeah, there's a lot of strategy yeah. that so went into selling. They, we forgot about that. Mm-hmm. And this is back to that back to the base of it basics and trying to remember like this is how it goes for sure yeah so well and and that's kind of where it's at it's we're gonna have to work harder we're gonna have to get back to the basics we're gonna have to set really good expectations we're gonna have to communicate and work with people over the long haul versus just the short term and I think that what that all lends to is massive opportunity that's why I get excited that's why I get up early in the morning and and try and hit it hard is because I see a competitive edge in that most of the other people out in the marketplace are going to fall off because it's harder. And so because we know that, I want to talk about we also have a lot of kind of that higher perspective on winning strategies in the marketplace. We're all working with the top of, you know, the the agents, teams, brokers in our marketplaces. And so I want to talk about what are the strategies that you're seeing them kind of really execute well on. Um, it can be like anything random. It can be like maybe you're working with someone and they have a well well thought out game plan. Um, but let's just brainstorm it. Let's let's really give some value. Give on, some nuggets yeah, away. What yeah. can agents be doing to really execute well? I really think open houses. A lot of these agents don't understand how to work an open house and they're not marketing property um, the property properly. And so I think that's huge. I think understanding, like, when you go through a home, you know, you have to say, hey, let's clean up your countertops. This is kind of a focal point. Let's do this. Let's do that. Just so they can understand it looks better. It's not going to just sell again like it used to. So I think learning to do an open house is key. We used to do them all the time 10, 15 years ago. Mm -hmm. Like, we barely do them. People go, they'll come to me and go, I want to do an open house. Almost like they're so nervous, like they're trying to ride a bike for the first time. I want to do an open house. And I'm like, okay, we got this. I'll help you. I'll guide you through how to do an open house. So I think that is something that I think they're struggling, yet there are those that know how to do them. So, Because there's a right and a wrong way. I mean, you don't want to just decide on a Saturday morning that you're going to sit your house open and then put out signs and just hope that random people come by. There's ways to maximize exposure there's ways to front load the system, walk the neighborhood, invite the neighbors, have a separate open house for the neighbors, um, have food and drinks and make it more of an experience. You know, have it be a paperless open house where they have to, you know, check in. There's just so many ways to make it feel nice for the people walking through. Yes. So there's there's strategies around, okay, agents maybe are coming to you because they're like, I don't know how to do a proper open house. And then the follow-up strategy, right? So Correct. Back to the grind. So I follow up. Yeah, I think that 
the ones that are doing it right are getting the value and what they need as far as I'm going to use my ROI return, <laughs> the return on investment yes. of their time. Uh -huh. So they're getting an ROI out of it. And I love it because they're doing it right. They know how to do it and it's successful. So let's let's be real. Is that open house selling the house, or is it getting them more buyers? Buyer, buyer, oh, it's getting them more buyers because yeah. I mean, you as an agent, you just want more business. Right. I mean, you want to sell your seller's home. You know, absolutely. But right. The goal is to also hopefully find additional business. Yeah, it's always like that needle in the haystack. What are the chances that the person floating in, it's going to be the right house with the right bedrooms, the right bathrooms, the right garage count. And do right they have price. an agent? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. But, you know, it, it is, um, it can happen. I think yeah. what, like NAR stats, like 2% of homes sell open houses. But most of the time, what naturally happens is you end up building relationships. The thing that I think is the biggest missing link is, capitalizing on the neighborhood. Mm. I mean, you're not mm. just going in to list that one house. You're going in to potentially get more listings right. in that neighborhood. Right. And so you really need to 10, 10, 20, 10 to the left, 10 to the right, 20 across the street. <laughs> it's 10, 10, 20. 10, 10, 20. I tell I've agents and they're that. like, huh? And I'm like, you go 10 to the left, 10 to the right, 20 across the street. And if it's a smaller area, walk the next block, maybe the block over, you know, invite them to the open house. I've had agents do coffee trucks and fun things that are going to bring a crowd mm -hmm. and also bring the crowd of that business. So mm -hmm. tagging them on Instagram, like putting it out there that you're doing the open house. I think the the other missing link is that it's not just about the actual open house, it's about marketing that open house. Mm -hmm. So it's about getting it out to your sphere of influence, mark, like letting people know that you're gonna do the open house, tagging your lender, tagging your mm -hmm. title company, tagging your brokerage, getting it out there because guess what, we're gonna share it. So if they tag me, I'm gonna share it because I'm excited for you, mm -hmm. great. That's awesome. Not, not just the day before. I keep trying to express like at least the week, the weekend before. The weekend before is important because people are planning out the following week and the following weekend. Because maybe they have clients coming in town and they're just trying to like gather things, whatever it may be. Um, so that's super important. Like she said, tag your title company, tag all the relationships that you have that you do business with in real estate so they can see it. If it's another agent and you work well with them, tag them. They may have somebody that they need to bring. So I think it's important about maximizing those things. But if they're not farming that neighborhood, it makes it really hard for them to want to go out and expose themselves to that door neighborhood. Knock. Yes, door knock 10, 10, 20. Everyone's favorite yes. word, door knocking. Hey, we had to do it growing <laughs> up to raise money. I had to door knock to sell candy bars. So if I could door knock and sell you a candy bar, I can introduce myself today. I think so many people are just afraid to have conversations that could end in no. Mm -hmm. And you just have to no longer be afraid of the no and hope that you're going to get a yes and go in with that positive mindset. I have so many agents that are like, what are they going to think of me? And I'm like, what does it matter? That you're, you're hardworking. Yeah, that you that bust your butt in the, yeah. in the heat. Come yeah. on. Not, they're not going to think bad things about you. That's no. for sure. But there are those people that are rude and they're rude to kids too when they're selling stuff at the front door. And so I, I guess if you have that thin skin and you're afraid of that, I get it. I get it. It's like right. call reluctance, but door knocking reluctance. Totally, <laughs> totally, yes. Well, and I think, um, so, okay, open house is winning strategy, especially yes. now that we yes. have inventory that we can actually sit open. So that's kind of a win for real estate agents. You have inventory, guys. This is awesome. And, and if you want to do an open house, ask somebody. If you see a home, you know they potentially will let you do one. That's mm -hmm. one thing I always say. I'm yeah, like, that's a good value. Ask your, yeah, yeah for ask sure. Ask your colleagues in your group like hey you have a listing would they want to be 
have an open house, I'd happy to do one. And it just helps you get your name out there and put that exposure out there. So it doesn't have to be your listing. Love and it. just going back to like sellers, mm -hmm. like you're wanting more sellers in that neighborhood. With Zudelio, you can market Zudelio as a value add on your flyers. Love it. And mm -hmm. capture even more people that maybe wouldn't have reached out to a normal real estate agent, but they might want that cash offer. So it's just like adding that value to the to the sellers that are maybe right around the corner from selling and you're gonna be in the right moment, the right time, and you're gonna capture that lead. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I mean, it's hard not to wanna get out there and like go hold an open house and door knock after talking with you ladies <laughs> and you're just so excited about it. <laughs> I'll go with you, I'll like, door knock. Us, us three will door knock together. I've door knocked with agents. Yeah. I'm like, let's yeah. go. And they're so scared and I'm like, I know, I know, we used to do I that. people all the time, let's go. Let's yeah. go, it makes yeah. it that much more fun. Definitely. Yeah. Okay. So, so what, what are some other things that we are seeing the, the agents that are still crushing it? What are they doing? How have they pivoted their business? <laughs> so, um, sphere of influence obviously is huge social media. It's not the end all be all you actually yeah. have to reach out no, okay, to so your sphere. Let's kind <laughs> of like, let's unpack this a little bit because last week I went to the Tom Ferry Oh, two weeks ago. I don't know when it was, it all runs together. I went to the Tom Ferry success summit. And one of the things I started doing is I started asking real estate agents, like, how, you know, how do you get your business? How did you get most of your business last year? And everybody is like, my sphere, my sphere, my sphere. Like mm -hmm. most agents Shocking. get their business from their sphere. So yeah, so, so unpack the social media bit because I think that that really hits on sphere very well. I think both real estate agents and loan officers feel that social media is the end all. I have to post on social media so many times a day. I have to do so many posts. It's not about what you're posting or how you're posting. It's the follow-up game. So it's, okay, if someone commented on your post, are you commenting back? Are you sending them a DM? Are you staying in front of your sphere? Are you calling past clients, inviting them to like your social media? Are you sending out a newsletter? Like, what are you doing to stay in front of these people? Social media is just one of those pieces to stay in front. Mm -hmm. So when people use it as like, that's all I'm gonna do, cause I feel like that's gonna be it. Mm. I'm like, what are you doing? Oh yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. I don't think that, I actually think social media, I look at a little bit different. I look at it as connection. They get to know me, mm -hmm. they can see who I am, they see what I like, they see my personality, cause it's big. She's a goofball, um, y'all. It's big. She's um, a goofball. So they get to see <laughs> that part of me to say, oh, I really love that she is always hanging out with her son you know, those type of things. Like she's, oh, a mom and she, and so when they find those little bits of connection that maybe it's not necessarily our sphere, but that's how we build. I feel like that's kind of the influence I like to give with my social media is a little tap into my life mm -hmm. as well as things that are educational. Like I don't like fluff necessarily. I'm not a fluff person, but I want to bring you true value. Like I love your talks on Wednesdays, mm -hmm. your coffee talk Wednesdays, because it's real value add mm -hmm. so that's important to me and that's like kind of where i'm coming from with with team a title is value add what is my value add other than just the fluff so okay well what what would you consider fluff um so <laughs> like, like i gotta know now no. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's I'm dive saying, in Jessica. what's happening <laughs> into my life and i again i'm saying fluff like for me fluff to me is uh, maybe more provocative. I'm trying to get business differently. Oh, interesting. I don't do okay. That. I don't okay. do my business that way, right or wrong. It's just not how I do business. I want to bring value and say, hey, look at my 
probably more professionalism than I am mm. anything um, when I am talking about business or wanting to host an event. Like I did an event a couple of weeks ago and it really was straight to the point. I didn't provide a bunch of photo booths. I didn't do a bunch of balloons. I didn't do it. I literally was like, here's a panel, here's some chairs and here's a little brunch and we're here for the value. Mm -hmm. That was it. Bottom line. Mm -hmm. Like that is what I think right now it needs to be. So we're not spending all this money thinking, oh, I'm going to go and create this sexy video with hopes to get a lead. <laughs> and I'm single, so I can say that I don't want that lead. <laughs> is that what you're looking for, Jessica? This is not the lead I'm looking for. You are for. like all business. <laughs> all business. Well, why, why not, right? We shouldn't be. To each their own, though, right? <laughs> like devil's advocate to each their own. Yeah. They have their sure. sphere that... Because like St Stacy's putting the thirst traps out, like, <laughs> yeah. definitely not. <laughs> yeah, I have seniors. You do. You do. Do a lot I? Of do I green? You're very scantily like, clad. You might yeah, want to tone it down a little. Hot pink. Hot, this hot pink blazer might it's get so some DMs. Amazing. <laughs> I'm so jealous. Um, I saw, yeah, I saw you posted and it was like your week in review and you're like, found this awesome blazer. And I'm like, oh, she's so lucky. I love that yeah. blazer. I Amazon. Love that blazer too. It's amazing. Come on. Amazon. Yeah, and but it's stretchy. And but it, you read it, reviews it. and took a stab at it. Definitely did. I love it. Amazon yep. is the place to shop these days, apparently. I literally, everybody's like, out. got it on Amazon. You got to really like, take a risk, though. Yeah. Like, it's but if a it has risk. good reviews, yep. it's good like reviews. The key. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. So the, the fluff. All right. Okay. I, so I, social I get media. That. Yeah. Social media. I'm, I got to give a shout out to your sister because she's a real estate agent. If you want to know someone who's just crushing it with reels and doing awesome social media, your sister is. Tell yes. us a little bit about her Instagram real quick. Oh my gosh. So sell by Michelle is her Instagram. Um, she also started a TikTok. I think she's, I think agents have lost the need to have a good time with their own content. Mm -hmm. And she really makes it funny and hysterical. And sometimes her husband's in there. Um, they just went to France. So we got to see some of that. Like it's just... <laughs> And she really does try to do her personal and business, but a little share a little bit of both, like cross share, which I do. Yeah, I There's people out there that have like this misconception of like, should I only have my business page and my personal page? There's some people think that you should have one. Personally, I think you should have two, but she does a good job at not overwhelming people and having, you know, good content on both platforms, both, both pages. So she's having a good time as an agent and that's what you should be doing. Cause guess what? It attracts. Exactly. It's very relatable yes. too. It and is. you like watch one, you're like, oh my God, that is so true. And you can't help but laugh because oh it's my so gosh. relatable. And that's how she was growing up. She was a total goofball. And we got yeah. to see that through her creativity on Reels and TikTok. So just don't be afraid. Like just get out there and be who you are. Mm -hmm. The coffee talks I've been doing for five years because I was like, man, I get asked the same questions over and over all again. the time. Yeah. And now I just keep a bank in my phone of all the questions I get asked every week. And I just do a coffee talk on it maybe a couple weeks later. So it's hopefully providing value and you can go back and watch all the videos. I scary. love it. Yes. Yeah, you're scary. And your coffee talks are, you yeah. keep them really short. Yes. How do you, 90 seconds. How do you say everything you need to say in 90 seconds? Like how, how do you, what's that process so, look like? I have done longer videos. They just don't do as well on Instagram. So you need to keep it to the 90 seconds or less. Um, but I'll usually do like a little post-it of, okay, here's the question this is what I really want to get across and I'll make sure I get everything in there in the 90 seconds. And if I don't, I re-record it oh. or I have someone clip it. Like you can yeah. take that first part out or you can take the back <laughs> part like out. I'm like a one and done. If I mess up, I'm going to keep going. 
<laughs> See, like, I, 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 feel, I think I messed up your name at yeah, the beginning, and you right. looked at me, and I'm like, I just messed up her name. <laughs> totally okay. Keep going. We just and keep we just going. Nobody going. knows. <laughs> oh, and when I do, like, if I make a noise or do something, I'm like, what's going on there? I'm not redoing this video. I I not. rarely redo them now because I yeah. think it's kind of funny. Yeah. I'm like, I watch it myself, and I rarely watch my own videos. That's good note. advice. Mm. Yeah. Because then people critique themselves, and they're right. like, I don't like my face. I'm like. Or my voice. Well, guess what? Oh. It's your face. Guess so. what? It's your face. People like it. And your voice. People like it out there. I hate so my voice. you do? I do. Oh. Like I, I like it. I rarely leave voicemails for people. If I do, you should feel honored. Really? I don't like to listen to myself talk. But, but I know, like I think, to talk. I think a lot of people are like that though. <laughs> I do. I think so yeah, too. I it's, agree. it's normal, everybody. Yeah, it's it's normal. totally normal, yep. you guys. Yes. Okay, so uh, let's talk about what are some other winning strategies. So I'm going to come up with my winning strategy, what we're offering at Tima, I feel like is to add value to real estate agents um, in another form. If they're not able to be part of a joint venture or even if they are part of a joint venture, Tima Title has a loyalty partner program, which is kind of a bigger picture of a joint venture. It's you can be a partner with as low as two transactions a year, two. They don't, That's it. TVs don't offer that. No, it's a buy-in. It's a very small buy-in. And you're part owner in the entire title company to earn dividends every quarter off of what we did. So that's a really cool offering, a different way to supplement maybe some income that you are going to lose because um, the market's not so hot. Mm-hmm. Um, but the more transactions you produce a year, the bigger buy-in you can have. Mm-hmm. So it is an open-ended, meaning we're not restricting to just your small group of people. It's the entire company. Any FISBOs that walk through the door, any refis, everybody's earning dividends off of what walks through that door. So that is a whole other like next level realm of things that title is being able to offer that people have started jumping on because they're going to lose income. And what I really like when I look at the whole picture, it replaces maybe something like if you're in a smaller, you know, producer, you're replacing maybe everything you would have needed for marketing, like that you would pay out for the year. You're like, oh, wow, now I have a marketing budget. I didn't have one before because you weren't earning those dividends through your title company. Mm -hmm. So just kind of providing different ways to earn income is is huge for for agents that are losing money. And lenders are also allowed to buy into it, which is kind of cool. So then everybody's winning. At the end of the day, it's not just your group or it's not just the title company, it's everybody. Everybody's getting a piece of the pie and then you're all winning. Yeah, okay, so I like that because, you know, clearly uh, additional revenue streams is something that's being, it's really popular right now in the real estate space. Yes. And sorry, I forgot to shut this off and- You're popular. I'm <laughs> blowing up at the moment, but anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think that, you know, you got like the rise of EXP and I don't know if you guys are seeing the rise of real. I feel like it's, mm-hmm. it's starting to break out and get hot. And of course, you know, some of the big mega teams doing joint ventures, things of that nature. So what you're saying is, is here's a way for maybe maybe you're an agent and maybe you're not the agent that's, you know, just crushing it, doing 50, 100, 300 deals a year. Right. Maybe you're doing more like a dozen. And so maybe you're wondering like, hey, what would be a cool way for me to add additional revenue uh, to my bank account? And it sounds like Jessica has a pretty cool plan. So, And even if you are earning, doing 100 to 200 deals a year, you just have a bigger chunk. And what I love is that, uh, and I worked for a title that had a JV, and those are great programs, but they're very limited on who they allow in, 
how many you produce, the percentage you get. So it's just a really cool concept to go, well, nobody's dictating that as I want all the money in my pocket. It's this is what you produce. You're eating what you kill, right? So it's kind of just a cool way to go, okay, now you, just this is an example, or you are like, hey, we want to buy in. Okay, we bought in. Well, now our agents want to. Well, then they're able to. And it's not, there's no control of you're making all their money off of all their transactions. And you're, you know, it's just a very even process. And you're out of the picture. They can use this or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of agents have just like a very linear view of a lot of things, in, including how they make money and what their revenue streams look like. I think it's like we're getting more open-minded, though. Like, yes. you know, it, I think it's it's really cool, these teams that are going in and they're, like, leasing high-end properties and they're turning them into, like, vacation rentals. And they're not even buying the properties. And they're just, like, crushing it on vacation rentals. Yeah. And, you know, so you see these really creative entrepreneurs coming into the real estate space and going, like, what are the different ways that I can monetize? And I think that if you're a creative thinker and you're going, well, transaction count is down. It's massively down. Like, mm-hmm. I think that I looked at the numbers and in August we were down like 30 something percent from March. Right. So if we would be lying to you if we told you that sales are the same and everybody's making the same amount of money, it's, it's not right. It's definitely a little bit more depressed. And so how can you be looking a little bit, um, I don't know, looking at different ways to increase your bottom line. That's a really cool one. I also think too, like how can you have competitive edge in your marketplace? And that's something that I obsess about all of the time. Uh, Stacy, you guys have about one of the coolest products that I've seen created in the mortgage space. I would love for you to kind of share with us a little bit about you know, what are you guys doing to really make people competitive? So this kind of stemmed from relationships with Zudelio and just seeing our clients just really struggling in the marketplace um, over the last, I don't know, year, two years. Um, and it's called our Cash to Win program. We developed this. It's our own cash. It's a true cash. There's a lot of programs out there that are not true cash, mm-hmm. that are a cash option or a cash guarantee, but we are truly buying homes in cash for our buyers. So it's the power of cash, right? So here's a way to recession-proof your business is to use cash as a buyer, as a seller. There's so many different options. Wallach & Volk takes our own cash from our own checking account and we will buy the house for the buyer. Now, what this does is you could potentially get the home for less. You could potentially negotiate a little bit stronger on concessions. There's so many different things that we could do with that cash offer, close quickly. So if you're an agent out there that is struggling with value and where are the appraisals gonna come in, guess what? We're gonna have you run comps. We're gonna buy the house cash before an appraisal's ever done. <laughs> so you're in and out in seven to 14 days and you've, you can now move on to find another buyer. So it's about getting you more deals and also with the sellers, right? Like they're seeing a cash offer coming over against maybe one or two financed offers nowadays. Well, they might go with the cash. And so it's just truly giving us that edge. Um, our other side is our trailing properties. So we just rolled out our trailing property program where we can buy their trailing property if it's a contingency. So there's a lot of other options we can do. Now, are there fees involved? Of course there are because we're putting our own cash on the line but it's definitely something where if you're wanting that edge, even if you never do a cash to win, you're still marketing that you have a cash option. So it's a huge, huge bonus as an agent. You need to be using this. I know Wallach and Volk is teaching a class at WeServe, I think to maybe three to 400 agents, Brian's teaching about cash to win. Oh, I love Um, it. And so it's just getting 
more word out about cash to win and it it marries beautifully with Zudelio, really. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of why we came on yes, this podcast. That's kind of why we kind of I like. I thought it was to get to know me. <laughs> well, that too. We that, that, that too. Okay. That too. happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we you know we came on this podcast because we're really trying to give you that edge in the market. Yes, absolutely. Well, tell us about our upcoming class. So it is September twentieth. It's at ten a.m. It is Zoom. We are going to put the link. Um, in the video comments or in the bio, um, you can sign up. It's an hour. Kayla and I are going to be talking about cash to win and Zudelio and how you can create that edge in your own sphere of influence. Yes, I love it. Well, we're really excited. Uh, and I know that sponsored by Jessica at yes. Tima Title. That's right. <laughs> Thank you. But reach out to any of us. Yes. Questions for the class, want to register, need more info. So. Yeah, absolutely. Well, okay, we're going to end today's uh, podcast with some rapid fire questions. And Fabian is going to ask us these questions. I thought this would be kind of fun. So wh- whoever you want to start with, Fabian, just just roll. Uh, I'll go left to right. Okay. So Facebook or Instagram? Instagram, for sure. <laughs> for business and personal, Instagram. You know, honestly, I I always do personal and business together. I like to, to mesh the two, meaning I'm going to read this for personal. It always goes with business, but for agreements, interestingly enough, because I feel like that's so applicable to both parts of your life. It's one of my favorite books. It's a good book. Mm-hmm. Yes, I like it. If I came with the warning label, what would it say? Curtis asked me this question <laughs> on video before, and I told him, proofread your damn emails. All right. Proofer. Don't reply all. <laughs> You'd be a proofer. Your warning label is proofer? Yes. Proofread your emails. <laughs> Classic. Uh, what are you currently reading? So I'm kind of in between books right now. I just finished The Power of One More by Ed Milet, and that was incredible. I might read it again. It was oh. so good. Do you have the hard copy? I do. I'm going to borrow it. But I can't read it again. Yeah, but you oh, can yeah. when I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. I'll give it to you. It's really good. Apple or Samsung? Ooh, Apple all day, every day. <laughs> Although I think the Samsung camera might be better. I might have just admitted that, but. Curtis, can you cut that out? What is the best business advice I've received? Don't give up. Can I, can I say on mine too? Do what you say you will. That is so important today. Do what you say you will. Don't overcommit. Just do what you say you will. Mm, I like it. Follow up, follow through. Yep. Yep. Follow up queen over here. <laughs> <laughs> do what you say you will. Yeah. Follow up. Follow up. Yeah. Wow, I would be lying if I said that I read and I meditated and I worked out. I probably check my phone for anything alarming just because I am a manager and then I usually will work out. And the last one, what's your unpopular opinion? (laughs) What is your unpopular opinion? Oh, we went there. Okay, so this has been such a great time, ladies. Thanks for joining me. And I'm really looking forward to our class. It's going to be a good time. Hope to see you there.